Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. We've been doing a series on Wednesday night about God falling fresh on us. There's a concern that um, I've carried for some time, and I'd like to uh, just kind of make this as an introduction uh, tonight. I'm always concerned uh, about marriages that lose passion. That's why we do a double marriage conference in this ministry. Like we go to Gainesville, but we also in the fall... We'll have it. It's not just for married couples. It can be for singles. Because passion is very important in marriage. Passion. Just that constant awareness that there's a special person in your life. Let me explain to you what I mean by that in regards to passion. I was at uh, one of the stores in Bronson, and there's not that many. So you can kind of guess where that would be. I was picking up items um, I just speak over Bronson that there's going to be more businesses coming in, that there's going to be more than what there has been because that area of our community and our uh, county needs to uh, flourish. And so I speak that over the Bronson area. And while I was in there, a love song uh, popped up. I won't mention uh, the words or the lyrics or the, the title. And then I started singing it, and there were others that were singing, and it was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Passion. But passion doesn't only need to be in our marriage or marriages. Passion has got to be in the body of Christ. And where there is passion, there's going to be power. There should be power in every local church. How would you like to walk in here and have no power? I'm talking about electrical power. But most churches are not operating in power. We should be seeing every time we gather lives restored, healings, people delivered, set free. I mean, if you take the time to read in God's Word, it happened when they were here, and it happened when He was here, and it should be happening today. The supernatural realm is very intriguing to me, and it should be something that we embrace That'll happen in our churches when God's people once again become hungry for the reality that the power of God is for us so that we can do what he's called us to do. It's great that we come together and we're under the sound of the gospel tonight and you're going to hear a challenge from God's word for us to be filled with the spirit of God. We've been working on that old chorus many years ago that was written spirit of the living god fall fresh on me remember we went through it god has to melt us because we don't come in the proper shape and style and format that he wants then he has to mold us and sometimes that's over and over but then he has to bring us to a place where we're open for him to fill us okay Let me explain it to you this way, because I've had many Christians through the years tell me, 
Man, I received everything when I came to Christ. And sometimes I think it, and other times I just let it settle. If you did, why? I'm not seeing very much. Let me explain to you this way. In a concept of marriage, I'm glad she's not here so she really can't answer this. I hope that I'm a better provider, a better lover to my wife than way back on our honeymoon. So I'm not, I'm very skeptical about Christians who go, I got it all when I came to Christ. Well, you need to start manifesting a lot more. Okay? Let me explain to you this way. Kids can walk into a gym and say, man, I can score 20 points a game. I never saw you score two. Show me two. Now show me four. Now show me eight. Now show me 16. This is going somewhere tonight. There are too many Christians who are not addressing, let alone attacking, darkness. By the way, when I use the word attack, I'm not talking about where you become an agitated person and you're out attacking people. I'm talking about strongholds in our communities how we address them and how we attack that is critical. It's critical so that we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But when we're powerless, the enemy advances. We aren't powerless, but a lot of times we act like we are. So tonight we're going to look at just the first two pieces of what it means to be filled. But if I'm not willing to be melted and molded, the filling process can't take place. Okay? So let's open up, first of all, with a couple thoughts. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who I definitely admire and know that he walked at a high level with God, said this. When Christ calls a man or a woman, he bids them to come and die. And that's why many Christians are powerless. Don't tell me to do away with my self-life. I've always been on the throne, that was several months ago, and I'm not planning to leave it anytime soon. And see, the enemy uses that as a haymaker. Because he likes to see powerless Christians. God wants to fill the church with his presence. And by the way, it's not a facility. It's his people. It's us. God wants to fill us afresh and anew. How many of you have ever gotten thirsty? I know you do something about it. When you feel thirsty on the inside spiritually, I want to encourage you to do something about it. Go to the Lord and say, you know what? It's been a long time since I felt the freshness of your presence and the filling and the fullness. By the way, you should be leaking. Brother, I was filled many years ago, and I'm still full. Well, you're probably not active. Because if you have been filled, and you poured yourself out, you're going to need to come back and get filled again. 
I'm not talking about being born again. I'm talking about when you've emptied everything out and you've poured yourself into a situation, you will come away wore out and you will feel frazzled. And that's when the Holy Spirit has to pour new wine into new wineskins. There's a lot of old wineskins in the church and it has nothing to do with your age. It has everything to do with your mindset. Jesus said that it would be new wine in new wineskins, not old wineskins. One has said a life that is committed to answer the call of God is a purpose-driven life. That's us. And many others in many other ministries, that represents them too. So tonight I want to look at just two things in just a few brief moments about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I think that I'm probably talking to the vast majority of people here tonight who are born again. You know Jesus Christ. But are you out where you need to be where the fullness of the Holy Spirit captivates you, energizes you, and then gives you a calling like you've never had before? A few moments ago, when there was an individual on the platform, there was an invitation, there was a calling that was placed out here to all of us. Take $10 and do something next week or in the next several days. That's an invitation. That's a calling. There are many people that have come to Christ. They heard that call, but they haven't done much since. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, we're getting to set the back ground for just two things tonight. God wants to call you into a deeper walk. God wants to call you into a deeper walk. Years ago when I was coaching middle school baseball, kids would say, how do I move up in the batting order? Improve your batting average. That's not hard. You want to be in the three slot? You want to be in the four slot? You want to be the leadoff hitter? You've got to produce. God is not satisfied that we just came into the kingdom. He invested too much in all of us for us to be walking around with empty vessels. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So tonight there's two things we're going to look at. Number one, answering a higher call than we've ever had before. This is not a salvation message. But if you need to know him as your Savior and Lord, he'll take care of that tonight too. But he wants us to answer a higher calling. And then the second one, I want you to, I want you to get this tonight. <clears throat> At least consider it. Those who have a higher calling walk in a higher connection with God and with other people. You can't have a high calling from God and be disconnected. You're an easy prey. I'm an easy prey to darkness, to the enemy, when I go, man, I have a high calling from God, but I'm not connected with anybody. That's a dangerous operation right there. So in the Bible, in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 10, listen to what Peter said. Dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen do these things and you'll never fall away. It sounds like he's saying, if you don't do these things, you could lose ground. 
it actually says fall away. But here's something else that we as Christians need to hear tonight. And I'm saying to all in the body of Christ. We don't mind working, but did you say work hard? That's exactly what the scripture says. Now, I work with kids every day in a school setting. And I got to tell you, most of them don't want to work. But if you ask them to step up and answer a higher call and really start working hard so we can get them back to their home school. Did you ask me to work hard? And how's that work out in the uh, domains of where we live? I'm only making so much. I don't think it's worth me putting more. But when we think about what he has done for us to answer the call to a higher degree, to a higher level, means I'm going to give more than I've ever given before. I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked before. Yes, work smarter, but still work harder. I like the old coach who said many years ago, I won't use his name, but he said this, there are many that are much smarter than I, but there'll be no one that will outwork me. That's a great attitude to have. Come on, church. Come on, church. You can have extrinsic motivation or you can have intrinsic motivation. And if the Spirit of God dwells in you, it's intrinsic. He will motivate you to step up. And in order to step up, He's got to fill us up. Come on, church. So He desires to call us. There's two scriptures tonight in just a moment. Do not lose heart even if you should discover that you lack qualities necessary for the work to which you were called. Come on, church. He who called you will not desert you. That's why you want to make sure that you're receiving a call from above. Because if it's simply down here on this realm, it's going to be shallow at best, and it's going to have degrees of desertion all around it. But I'm giving to you tonight scripture that when God calls you into something, he promises, I am not going to desert you. That's huge. See, this is not, a, this, listen to me, this is not a call that you are to answer about salvation. This is about a call that God's already began to generate inside of you. Dr. Patterson has generators. We use them occasionally. God's put a generator inside you. You don't need to call Dr. Patterson. There is a generator inside you. The Holy Spirit is there. And he's inviting you to answer a higher calling. <clears throat> but what about fear? We sang it together tonight. But what about if it doesn't work out? The guarantee is he's not going to desert you. I've been challenged with that thought for some time, and God redirected me to Psalm 37 this morning. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, you'll learn that God will not desert you. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, just two verses about God, <clears throat> excuse me, God calling you. Listen closely to the words of the Lord to Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Wow. 
And before you even came out of the womb, I sanctified you. And I ordained you as a prophet unto the nations. That's what God had to say about Jeremiah before he even arrived. There's things that God has already said about you that you don't even know. But if you'll answer what he's asking you to do, you're going to be amazed at what you can do. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hello, church. Luke chapter 9, verse 1 to 2 says, And he called his twelve disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Sickness should not be running rampant in the body of Christ. That's a good place to give God praise. Sickness should not run rampant in the body of Christ. And I want, you, I want you to think with me, if they would answer that call and we answer that call, then we should be doing what they did. True? So tonight, God is giving you power and authority over principalities and powers. I love the Lord Jesus because nowhere in Scripture does it say that he will give you power over people. And that's a real good word for people who like to have that position. Not in the kingdom, that position doesn't exist. But he does give to you a position in the kingdom to drive out strongholds and principalities. I'm thinking about an illustration that I don't feel I should be able to use tonight because I was just involved with it today. But as I walked to my vehicle after this particular meeting, the Spirit of the Lord said, for such a time as this, take authority over the principalities and powers in this situation and in this student's life. You know it's a heck of a lot easier to go watch American Sniper than to actually be one in the kingdom. You saw the body switch. You saw the stance. It's a lot easier to read about the Diedrich Bonhoeffers and the others who went the distance for the cause of Jesus Christ, that principalities and powers would be broken. It's great to read that, but the invitation tonight is that it's time for us to drive back the strongholds in our communities. It's the calling of the church. And it's not done in weirdness. God already had John the Baptist. He doesn't need another. He needs you. I mean, if there was one who was different, it would be John the Baptist. Come on, church. I mean, he, I don't know if I would want to match up with him. And I don't want my life to end the way that his ended. And he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over devils and to cure diseases. Why would you come out here on a Wednesday night to hear about what God used to do if God's not doing it anymore? God's still doing it. Are we? God's still doing it. Are we? God did not direct his call to Isaiah. Isaiah overheard God saying, who will go for us? 
The call of God is not just for a select few, but for everyone. This is Oswald Chambers. Whether I hear God's call or not depends on the condition of my ears, and exactly what I hear depends upon my spiritual attitude. It's huge. Now, there's a sprinkling of the presence of God right now in this room, but I don't know what the call is on your life, but God's inviting you to step it up. In your region, in your domain, where you are a leader in the kingdom, God has put a mark on your life to make a difference. But without the filling of the Holy Spirit, you can't get it done. I mean, I did see the American Sniper movie three times. I would like to personally own it so I can study it and study it and then apply it spiritually to the kingdom. Every time he went on a mission, Chris always had the right tools. The greatest tool that he's given to us is the Holy Spirit. And we ought to invite him every day, fill me afresh and anew. Let me explain it to you this way. With all that took place in my domain, in his kingdom, that's God's kingdom, I'm about out tonight. I mean, I'm still there. I still have it. But I know that I can't run tomorrow on today's fuel. How in the name, I try to keep my passion to where you can, no, I'd love to, but there's people that don't know how to handle passion. Why is it that we believe it's important for us to fill up our vehicles with gas, but we don't think it's important to be full of the Holy Ghost on a daily basis? we will not run on empty with our vehicles but we'll run on empty spiritually and then we don't know why the enemy just has a heyday with our lives the Bible says be filled with the Holy Spirit don't be drunk on wine this is really cool don't be drunk on wine but be filled with the Spirit but then Jesus says That it's going to be new wine that goes in new wineskins. So I'm asking him all the time, what's this look like to you? Is this wineskin not in good condition? Then change it. Take me back to the potter's house and do whatever you need to do because I want new wine flowing in this. And I want new wineskin so that I am fresh every day on the marketplace. And see, then I can not only hear his call, but now I'm ready to do the second thing, and that is be connected to people. I've been around people who absolutely have a call on their life, but there's no connection anywhere. And your degree of connectedness is not here. This is where you are stabilized. We are to be connecting with people out there who have no clue about the kingdom, don't know anything about what it means to walk with Christ. That's where we have to have our connectedness. Hello? So we're going to look at three scriptures, and we're at the finish line for tonight. And then next week, the Lord willing, I mean, no, that's scriptural. It's a dangerous thing to start telling people what you're going to do next week when Scripture absolutely says that you ought to say according to if God wills, according to the Word. 
It's amazing how we will launch out and it's not even directed by the Spirit. Not even directed by the Spirit. But we'll launch out. Only launch out when you are walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Connectedness. Next week, I want to look at this then, after this. I want you to see how the Holy Spirit's put this together. He calls, He connects, then He commissions. And here's the last one, you ready? And then He begins to consume us. And that's where people begin to push back. Just like education, where teachers will push back with administrators, and then administrators push back on the, on the staff, and, and then teachers go to the classroom, and they push on the students, and the students push back. We give God great pushback when He starts telling us, now I'm about to consume you. You and yourself are going by the wayside, and they're going to see Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's going to be next week. But see, if you're not connected... You can't receive a commission. If you're not connected, you will never be consumed by the things of the Spirit. God is going to do some incredible things this year. Connectedness. An individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. Can you and I see the big picture? I've had through the uh, last two years, people come to me and go, man, why did you leave Chiefland High School? Did you do something wrong that they put you over there? I said, no, I wanted to go there. But I wanted to go there because the Spirit of the Lord wanted me to go there. I'd already been there, so I knew what that was all about. But I felt that the Spirit wanted me to go back to Old Hilltop, which is now Levy Learning Academy. Why? So that I could get a bigger picture of what's really going on in this, this area. The whole district. Not just Chiefland. But all of our district. So that we could see a better picture of what's happening with students from Williston, Bronson, Cedar Key, Yankeetown, Fanning Springs area, the Chiefland area. God wants you to see something bigger tonight than you've ever seen before. God wants you to see things from his perspective. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 21 says, In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Ephesians 4.16 says, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every support, supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Let me finish this last verse, and then I'm going to show you a, a barrier that God is going to completely pulverize in this region. My goal, Colossians 2.2, 2, is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Now, how we take those scriptures and apply it to us is this. Those verses are for all of those who apply and come to forward ministry. No, those verses are for the entire body of Christ. We have brothers and sisters in other ministries who also need to be built up and encouraged by the saints in this house. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, yeah. we've We've got to strengthen others in the body of Christ who go to different ministries. And not even coax them, but, but you, you come check us out. 
No, no, no. Just check out Christ and let Christ lead you where you need to be. The connectedness that God is after in this county is that we would connect with other brothers and sisters who are in other ministries and tear down all the fabrics, all the barriers that we've allowed and other generations have allowed so that there would be a connectedness so that we could have a commission to make a difference in this county so that we won't lose any more young people. Amen? That's the call of the body of Christ. God wants you, listen, you will never have me raise my eyebrows or comb my hair. If I see you hanging out with other brothers and sisters who are in other ministries, and I won't think, uh-oh, they're getting ready, to, they're going to leave. Where he leads you, follow. Wow. You are taking a risk. No, I'm deepening my trust in the Lord. Because he called me here. So I'm here. And you will be strengthened by walking with others who are in the body of Christ. And out of that connectedness, then you begin to connect with those who don't know Christ. But if outside these walls, the only connected ones you're connected to are those who are connected to the world, you're in trouble. You are on the Titanic. So this is really messing things up in the real world. We're almost finished. This is really messing things up in the unseen realm. Because this area has been trained to go, these are my people. And we don't look over the walls to other brothers and sisters. And we don't even know if they are our brothers and sisters. If they name the name of Christ and they've been covered by the blood, they belong in the family. So enjoy the family of God out there. And out of that, enjoy those who are coming into the kingdom. I'm tearing down strongholds right now. I'm tearing down strongholds that are incredibly powerful because many, many in their pulpits have said this is how it needs to be. So we have security. Here, there's security in Christ. So connect with other brothers and sisters of the faith. Connect. Share what God's doing in your life. Promote Christ, not forward. That is a fresh word. The Holy Spirit gave that to me in the last 24 hours. And then he reminded me, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. In your connecting moments, don't talk about what God's doing here. Talk about what God's doing in here with other believers. And then that will strengthen and they will cause a desire within their hearts to become a new wineskin filled with new wine. Have you got that tonight? I'll show you how this works in the sports world. This is a very competitive region. And coaches watch over their players. And if they think one of their players is talking to one of the other teams in the area and their coach, they get real schizo. Like, am I going to lose that player to this team over there? 
That is a small picture of what happens in the body of Christ. And so while we're creating barriers, the enemy's winning the war and taking out young people. How many know the Spirit of the Lord is here tonight? Right now. So let's go back over the the quick course as we close. Many years ago, a songwriter wrote these words, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. We have looked at the melting process. We have looked at the molding process. And now God is, he has us in such a ripe spot. Not ripe, ripe. So that we're willing now to do something with the barriers so that we're going to go out and connect up with other members of the body of Christ and lift up the name of Jesus. And we're going to see cancellation of debt. I'm talking about sin right now. And it's going to flow in our community from the north end to the south end to the east side to the west side of this area. That's what's going to happen. I wonder tonight, how many of you are ready to answer the call of God? Don't know where that's going to take you. Don't know what that's going to mean. I can't, I can't script that for you. I just want to know, are you willing to go, man, when I hear his voice, whoop, there's, there goes my 10. And the Lord said, no, I actually saw an extra 10. I don't need for you to take that other 10. He is a great player. <laughs> so I'm inviting you tonight. I'm, I'm inviting you to hear the, the voice of the Lord and to answer any call that he places on your life. Just answer it. Came off the platform Sunday, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Gainesville. I said, Georgia? Because I, I play back, especially when I know he wants something. Am I all alone? I play back when I know he really is wanting something. And the Spirit of the Lord said, no, you need to go and visit Jamie this afternoon. The call came. Now I've got to do something. So we did. And I, I said, well, I'm not going alone to myself. I'm going to have Robin go with me. Connectedness. And then I had to figure this out. She's not going to go just to Gainesville to the hospital. You've been with her all these years. You know that. You're going to have to somehow. And I said in my heart, I am not doing any shopping. No, 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 no. What do you think she threw out there? Come on, everybody say it. Shopping. And I rebuked it in Jesus' name. No. I didn't rebuke it. Please don't take that serious. I said, let's, let's, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. I said, I, said I, I can meet you, but I can't meet you. She said, how about Old Navy? I said, that's not on the deal. I said, we haven't eaten yet. Because if it's not shopping, it's food. I can go there. And I said, how about that? And she said, mm, oh, okay. I said, where would you like to eat? And everybody said, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. So we answered the call. 
we did what the Lord asked us to do Sunday afternoon, and then we made a deal. And we connected and had lunch together, husband and wife. And you know who picked up the tab? Everybody said she did. Not one of you said that, because she didn't. But that's what it means to walk in connectedness. Whoa. Whoa. Did you really get this tonight? Before you start connecting with other members of the body of Christ out there, you've got to have a sense of connectedness in your family. That's what the closing illustration was about. Because he will shatter and submarine our marriages if we all go out and try to connect with other believers, but there's no connectedness in our marriages. And you do have to make deals. You've got to be willing. This is a a, a bubbly word. I mean, it sets on the bubble, okay? In marriage, in relationships, you've got to be able to make compromises. I I didn't want to ride alone. So we had to make a little deal, okay. And she was, she wanted everything. She wanted to go shopping. So glad you're in here right now. And she would also take the meal. Can't go there. Let's cut it in half. <laughs> Thanks. Let's create connectedness in our families. I'm inviting couples tonight as we think about the marriage conference. Make it a time of connectedness. Krispy Kreme is great. That's a nice place to start. I won't explain any of that. But it's got to go deeper than just, it's got to go better. It's got to go further than, God help me with my words right here. It's got to carry more than the Krispy Kreme. There's got to be a sense of connectedness. Have you guys got that? I want to do this very gently. When our children begin to see the connectedness in our families, they're not going to be out in the streets at 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. They're out there because they're looking for what should be in the home. And that's all I'm going to say about what's been happening in the last two weeks in our community. They're looking for connectedness and it starts in the home. And it starts in the body of Christ. And when that starts happening, look out. Our young people are going to explode when they see us connected and enjoying life and doing life together. Amen? Wow, there, there was the altar call and everything right there. Many of you are going to be joining us Friday morning at 6.30. I want us to do one other thing. I'd like for us, while we're on the bus, going up and coming back, I want several of us to step outside our connectedness and create a connectedness with our bus driver. 
that means whenever we stop, someone's just going to take care of his meal. I want to be one of those individuals so that going up the road and coming back down, all of his meals are going to be taken care of. And we don't break Jesus on him any other way. You just take care of his meal. When the good Samaritan took care of the one that had been taken advantage of, he just took care of his needs and that was more than enough. Have you got it? I'm not even asking tonight who are going to be those individuals. I just know that if you will listen for the call when that opportunity comes, you know, sir, I've got you. Go ahead, eat whatever you want. Robin's going to take care of them. Because I know how that works too. She's got the same thing I got, so I'm going to still take care of it. When your opportunity comes, step up and go, I got this meal for you right here, buddy. Okay? And now do me a favor. Don't break the connectedness by then going, can I tell you the plan of salvation? Don't do that. You don't have to do that. Okay? You got it? Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight, and we thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You've been melting our hearts, and you've been molding us. Tonight is a night of filling us. We're new wineskins. I proclaim that, and I announce that over this house. Even though we may be a little on the tired side tonight, we have new wineskins, and we're asking between now and tomorrow morning that you will fill our flask with fresh wine. New wine. Fill us afresh and anew. And then as the call comes in, we're going to answer and show that moment of connectedness with those who are in great need. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we receive new wineskins and new wine tonight. Strengthen every person in this room. Connect and reconnect marriages. Take it to the next level. Lord, we thank you. For those who are single here tonight, I'm asking that this would be a year of transition and transformation and that that special person will come into their lives according to the will of the Father. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Here's our benediction tonight. There's new wineskins all over this room. That just simply means he's putting something brand new on the inside. If you are a candidate tonight for fresh oil, new wine, a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit on your life. All I want you to do is just stand because there's power in agreement. You're just standing and you're simply saying, I'm a candidate for a fresh touch from the Lord. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage 
at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.